0: what's going on guys uh back at it again we are here for part two of our conversation with Yuma Yuma let's go with the whole pandemic everything got cut short
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what are you doing I know you told me a little bit but what are you doing now outside of of wrestling what are you what are you doing now
1: um you know at this point I'm kind of just waiting for wrestling to come back Uh, um You know, I uh, I had a lot of things change for me last year with, uh, you know, and it all happened right when the pandemic started. Uh, you know, I had been in charge of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood for, for four almost four years on top right. of being a talent there for 10. And, uh, you know, that ended very, very uh, disappointingly. And, you know, I, I felt really lost. But, you know, I was like, well, you know what? I'm a part of bar wrestling. It's probably the most fun I've ever had. And then, you know, the behavior of others brought that to a halt, uh, incredibly disappointing and 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 just a, gross and upsetting. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, we were supposed to have some uh, private studio shows taped in July, and speaking out happened. And uh, you know, it's it's a shame it took so long for something like that to happen, you know. Uh, but I'm, but I'm glad it did. And I'm glad a lot of people are not a part of this business anymore. And I, and I hope they're never welcomed back, but for me losing, you know, I lost one baby and then immediately lost another. And I was like, well, geez, am I ever going to wrestle again? And you know, I was very, very lucky to wrestle for the fights it was a, a small <laughs> little uh, it was like a test show and um they were like hey you know you know it's only this many people it's got to be this safe like you know we're, we're taking everything seriously um we've got the studio for this long you know you guys can wrestle more than once and uh, i wrestled scorpio sky i hadn't wrestled in seven months and i wrestled scorpio sky top of his game I, I felt I felt brand new, man. It was crazy. I felt like such a rookie. I was like, I have been wrestling for almost 15 years, and I'm like, it just that seven months off just killed me. And you know, Rockness had so much momentum. We were supposed to debut in the summer in two new states. We were supposed to wrestle the Headbangers in April. We were supposed to wrestle uh, Warhorse and Danhausen in April also. I think we were going to team with Gangrell in May. You know, like all these big things were lined up for us. And then it was just gone, you know, And BHK kept wrestling. He worked for championship wrestling from Hollywood still, Um, you know, he and I are in different places in life. And I told him like, you know, bro, you got to do what you got to do. Don't worry about me. You know, we're always going to be a team. We've been a team for 11 years, you know, you still wrestling and making money. It's not, it's not going to hurt us, man. Uh, You know, he's been wrestling a lot longer than me too. I was like, you know, do your thing, man you know, don't, don't stop because I'm not there. Um, And and he did and he kept wrestling. And I I got, you know, it was, it was sometimes it was kind of a bummer. I was just like, ah, you know what would make this better if it was a tag match. (laughs) But uh, so, I don't know. I've felt quite lost for the last year, if I'm being honest, but I'm just being hopeful. Um, You know, the vaccines going around, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've got a, you know, I've got a shoot job uh, that I don't like. It's, it's not who I am as a person. Um, but you know I got a family to take care of. You know I love my family more than anything and sometimes you gotta just step back and do what's right instead of doing mm-hmm. what's, instead of doing what's fun. But I've put way too much into pro wrestling to give up. So I'm not gonna. Uh, and I'm sure that bothers uh, I'm sure that bothers a few people and that's fine. Uh, don't bother me.
0: So no. I'm,
1: I'm just, I'm just waiting, man. Someone stab me with that shot, brother. <laughs> give me the, give me the vaccine. And I, and, and I, it's you know, a, it's a I doozy. It, I've heard it's rough, but you know what? I don't care because you know what else is rough? <laughs> not getting to do what you love to do. I, agree. I love to entertain. I love wrestling and I love wrestling in front of people. I think that's part of what made the fights so tough on me. You know, it, I'm used to wrestling and not a lot in front of not a lot of people. Let's be real. Yeah uh that's nothing new but zero people man that was just different i wrestled scorpio sky that day and like a half hour later i wrestled andy brown and i felt a lot better in my second match with andy which kind of bummed me out because i really wanted to bring my a game for sky but i hadn't even been in a ring to train you know everything shut down and if it wasn't safe i wasn't going to put my family at risk so i went in very very cold and i left very very tired but you know even with that big a gap to wrestle at that level, uh, I know that um, I just know that everything will be okay. Good, I know it will. I'm not done. It
0: will. It will. They, there's there's plenty of left in the in the tank. There. Same with me. There's there's plenty left in the tank, but yeah. it's just a matter of it's just a matter of time.
1: Yep, and it's and it's it's got to it's got to feel right and it's got to be fun. You know, um, obviously my goal is for wrestling to pay the bills. It it has. Yeah in brief points in my career. And I would love for it to continue. Or I would love for it to happen and then continue on instead of uh, dropping out all the time. But, uh, but, you know, it's still the, the most fun I have is in the ring. So I just, I just can't wait to get back to it.
0: Good. You, you know, I, I, I took a look at the clock here. I think this is the longest we've gone without burying Devin.
1: Oh my was, God, we haven't buried Devin at all.
2: I was actually going to do that earlier when we were talking about <laughs> WrestleMania 26 because I have a funny Devin story.
1: Well, let's hear Go it. Ahead. Let's right. bury Devin. It's on so, a podcast and we don't shit on Devin.
2: So I went to WrestleMania 26 with Devin and Rick Ellis. Uh, nice. So basically after the show, Mania, we decided to drive home, which is a seven-hour drive. So
1: That's long.
2: Uh, I don't know if you knew Devin when he had the... Blo- I know... Uh, Yuma did, but when he had, like, the blonde, spiky hair that was, like, streaky.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But t- yeah, he had some 90s ass hair.
2: Yeah, so did you did you know him then, Dan? I didn't, know. Okay, so he, lo- he looks like that, the whitest guy in the world. So he falls asleep in the back of my car as we're driving back. So when you're coming back from Arizona, sometimes you hit those border things, right? So we hit one of them. Devin has buried himself under all these jackets at this point. So these guys come to the window. They stop us to look in and see if we're smuggling in people from out of a different country. And so Devin is sound asleep. So the guy makes me roll down the window so he can tap Devin to wake him up. And then Devin pops up with his blonde, streaky hair. He's like, huh? And the guy's like, he's like, are you American? Devin's like, what? (laughs) And he goes, are you American? He's like, look at me. And then he just goes back to sleep
1: i don't want to shit on Devin. that's actually really badass it's like look at me
2: <laughs> and that's what we also i look like why would you even question that why would you take one look at Devin and be like are you an illegal immigrant like
1: yeah of all people of all uh, people
2: in the car yeah like i wouldn't just...
1: think so you know i have a funny border story too i was on a show in el centro which from san diego short drive it's like an hour from up here somehow it is like four freaking hours away and i was with fidel and a couple other guys, I don't even remember who else, but it's me, Fidel, and two other dudes. We go work this show in El Centro. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Anthony Idle was on the show, kid was on the show. They rode out there together from San Diego. And we we rode out from up here, but there was like a little border stop on the way. And um, so we're driving, whatever. And um we get to one of those checkpoints and dude in the back right seat the dog just runs right up to his side of the freaking car and just starts scratching it and we all turn our head like what the fuck do you have dude like the dog was just like this guy it's this this guy pull him over and so they pull us over and we're like oh fuck uh i, I mean i don't I, I don't ever have anything on me but i was like what is gonna happen to us and it's pretty late and it is freezing. You know, if you guys, you know, anyone who knows anything about the desert, the night is frigid. It is freezing. So we're in the middle of the desert at the stop. They make us get out. We're freezing to death. And uh, there was like a little bit of weed in the trunk in like a little, you know, a little pharmacy bottle. It was, it was from a dispensary. It was, it was, you know, legal. Um, and, but, you know, they could still take it away from you. And, you know. I think Fidel was just like, Oh yeah, that's it. There's a little bit in the back. Like he's just being, being honest or whatever. I don't even know who it was, but you know, it was, it wasn't a big deal. And they were like, okay. And of all things for the border patrol agent to do was, he, he was just like, okay. They made a sweat though for like, a, I mean, we we're freezing, but they were making a sweat. They were searching everything. They were asking questions. The dumbass in the back. Oh, it's DK Murphy. That's who it was. He was an old EWF guy. Um, he recognized one of the border agents from getting pulled over a different time. He's like, Hey, I think you pulled over me and my girlfriend when we, and the guy was like, I recognize your hair. Cause he had like (laughs) dumbass hair and we were like, dude, shut the fuck up. And so the guy takes the little prescription bottle of weed. uh, And he like takes like two steps away from the car and just like, yeah and he fucking throws it he spikes it like a football for some reason we were like what like because he got all like really aggressive about it so we got really scared we're like oh are we about to get like beat up by these freaking cops and so we were we're shook and the dude just spikes it like a football and was like you guys can go and we're like what the fuck just happened and he like screamed when he did it he spiked it like he just won the damn super bowl it bounced and we're like holy crap like, what the hell was that? And the craziest thing of all is we get back, we're taking our bags out of the car and the weed is still in the trunk. We were like, what did he throw against the ground? And like, we were sure it was a bottle. Like we, I still have no idea what happened, but it was a really frightening ordeal because the cop, it was just so weird. It's like, he, it looked like he snapped. The border patrol guy snapped and then he spiked it like a football and went, you guys can go home. And then it was in the trunk when we got home hours later. It was still in the trunk. Well,
2: that's, was, a, uh, that's the scariest part about sometimes getting stopped there because you're like, like you said, you don't have anything. But if you have other people in the car, you're like, I don't know what maybe they have on them. And you don't know if you're going to get this guy in a bad mood. And he's just going to make you sit there for two hours while they do nothing. Like,
1: dude. And it was like two Mexican guys, a white guy. Oh, and it was, it was a guy, uh, I think Ty Ray, and, and you know, and a black dude. And, uh, and so we're like, we're in the middle of nowhere and there's these, these border patrol guys are not fucking playing. So we, yeah, it was, it was pretty nerve wracking. That was one of the more, uh, more intense road stories in terms of danger. You know, I've had a lot of fun on the road. That was one of the only times I was ever genuinely like, Oh shit. Like are we in trouble? (laughs) It was scary.
0: Speaking of, uh, being on the road, um, you are a lover of fast food.
1: Oh, here we go. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for the fast
0: food time. Bottom, we've, already, uh, we've already done ours. Yep. But now it's time for, I guess, our inaugural guest. Yeah. Yuma, give me or give us your top five favorite fast food places to go.
1: Okay. I'm not going to put them in any particular order. Mm-hmm. They all shift. There's a constant three at the tip top that never changes never wavers, and i doubt it ever will because i dare someone to come out with a brand new restaurant that's better than any of these (laughs) number one arby's number two carl's jr number three taco bell so four and five though is where it gets tricky because uh I'm either an actually fat person or a fat person on the inside, depends on what time of year and how many good bookings I got. So it shifts a lot. But uh, I it, definitely KFC. I guess it's really only a number 5. So I got a KFC tattoo, I got a college junior tattoo, I got the Arby's hat coming soon. Um and I think I think my number 5 is McDonald's. Okay. I, I just I have it's weird. Like McDonald's was like a part of growing up you know yeah. if there's so much to it so many memories i think you know i had a little birthday there with a little gift certificates and shit you know like i i, I just love mcdonald's and it's it's so frowned upon like people hate mcdonald's the, the world doesn't but like you know fast food experts and snobs and you know they, they bury it but i love it man i love mcdonald's so i would say that's my top five arby's carl's jr taco bell kentucky fried chicken and mcdonald's
0: See, that's a good list, Adam. That's a great list. That's, you know that's, what, you that's know, really it, good.
2: You know, it wasn't on that list, raising canes.
1: I do love raising canes. I don't get the hate. You know, I know it's oh, just boy. tenders.
2: Here we go. Weird. You've it's, you've started something now. Well, it's you've, weird.
1: It's it's weird because like I I, I hate in and out. And I say Oh, I do too. It's so over I, I, It's, I, it's it. garbage. It's, but but if if there was ever a fair comparison, it's that raising canes is is just like chicken tenders in and out. That's all yeah. they have.
2: And they're not the best. And you have to wait like a half an hour to get it.
1: Exactly. So it's, it's like, it's weird. I'm just being a hypocrite, I guess, because in and out, in and out is like, just, it's just bullshit to me. Like I'll eat it. You know, I've eaten it my whole life and it's just yeah. not special to me in any way. But canes, I love it, man. The chicken's juicy. The sauce is good. I love me some bread. And um, you know, I, I, I I've been keeping all the coleslaw in the freezer for big man. Oh, do they have, <laughs> shitty, do they have shitty coleslaw Duke?
0: Uh, Raising Canes? No, that was that was the best part. Okay. Oh, so you didn't like the rest? I didn't like the rest. I just like the uh, coleslaw.
1: Okay. Okay. You liking coleslaw is still strange to me. But don't worry, I got oh. Every time I go to Canes, I put the coleslaw in the freezer. So you got about uh, seventy little cups of coleslaw uh, frozen. It's like the wedding cake you keep in the freezer. You keep the piece in the freezer forever. I got, I got, I got the wedding coleslaw.
0: You have to get a good coleslaw here. You got to probably drive about, probably about forty minutes away to this restaurant, uh, not restaurant, this uh, this supermarket that sells it. It's probably the best in the area, but it's like forty minutes away to get it.
1: One of these days, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to convince me to eat some because I just, it's just, oh.
0: man, I've never seen eat someone eat slaw the way you do. Oh coles, don't get me started. We've we've we've, went to a lot of those fast food restaurants. Mm -hmm. Um, coming back from shows where if we're even together or you're by yourself with your wife, whoever. But if you can give me your most epic post-match meal you've ever had.
1: You know, for me, the ultimate every time is wrestling in San Diego and taking somebody new to Lolita's. My favorite Mexican, my favorite food on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's a relatively small chain in San Diego for the listeners that don't know. Uh, it's my favorite. I've been eating there since birth. It's my favorite food on the planet Earth. And, you know, a lot of times I'll take people there. And, you know, some people haven't found it as good as I do. And other people are like, God damn, Yuma, you were right. You were right to mm-hmm. not shut up about it for all these years. That's my favorite post-match. That's my favorite post-match meal. But I have one meal that I did one time. And I remember you were super mad at me because I was ripped to shreds at the time and you were working on, you were working on cutting mm-hmm. up. And I was like, Hey bro, we had wrestled some ass Friday night show at the SoCal pro school. We wrestled. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember Tommy Wilson was burying us on kid was filming the match on my phone for me to post on YouTube. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And Tommy's talking shit about us the entire time. And I was like, well, this is fucking lame. I can't post this now. Great. But anyway, so we wrestled. We had this match. I remember it was good, except the finish was like really, we had a really cool idea.
0: But mm-hmm. like,
1: you didn't, you didn't kill me with it. And so it kind okay. of fell flat. So we were kind of bummed. I remember we were kind of bummed. But it was my cheat night. It was when I had really specific one meal a week, but mm-hmm. I could do whatever I wanted. And I got Arby's, Taco Bell, and one other place. Oh, Pizza Hut, because I worked at Pizza Hut at the time, mm-hmm. and I had leftover God. Pizza Hut. And I and I texted Duke, my bed was covered with Taco Bell, Arby's, and Pizza Hut. And I ate the whole fucking pile. I ate the whole pile. It was probably like close to – it had to be over 5,000 calories of food, probably close to 10. I
2: was, yeah, I was yeah. it's probably closer to 10 if you it had closer, all that. It was closer
1: yeah. to 10, and Duke was just like – I fucking hate you dude.
0: I hate, yeah.
1: He's like I literally yeah. hate you right now. He was at home eating a damn, you know, he's eating a head of lettuce or some shit.
0: I was. I was I was trying real hard at that time trying to cut weight.
1: And I was just like check it out, bro, and I just had a bed <laughs> covered in Arby's, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut and I ate it all.
0: Cuz I don't know, I don't know if that was around the time when I I think I just started working at Hollywood and I remember um, chaos pulling a bunch of us aside and was like we, st- we stood in line I remember in chaos just asked just because he was still an agent and he goes uh, who here works out oh no we all we all <laughs> you know we, we all raise our hands and he goes you might want to try a little harder otherwise you're not going to be on TV and that sale just I mean
1: that, that, that but that's when it clicked sometimes mm-hmm. you know when it clicked for me, when I used to wear my uh, Yuma t-shirt with the sleeves cut off, I had like mm-hmm. gorgeous tights and then I wore a t-shirt. I didn't know Adam at all, at all. I was really new. I would just been on shows and done ring crew on shows with him. And he came up to me and he was like, Yuma. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, are you fucking fat or something? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he was like, then take the shirt off. And I was like, okay. And so I tried to wrestle without a shirt on. And I was like, oh, I am fat. I need to get in shape. <laughs> so it's like, I probably would have hidden under a t-shirt and tights. Like I'm some kind of damn, you know, WCW veteran on an on indie show. I probably would have done that forever. But Adam was just like, why are you wearing a fucking shirt, dude? And it was <laughs> like, okay. And I wore the singlet and then I got rid of the singlet, but I shouldn't have yet. And I switched to trunks, but I shouldn't have yet. So it's like kind of just like one of those little wake up calls where it's like, oh, I guess I need to work harder. Yep. And sometimes, sometimes it's all it takes, you know? And yep. you know, it might be seen as mean or some people's feelings might get hurt, but damn, you know, if someone's honest enough with you to tell you, like, yeah, hey, your body's gonna hold you back, fucking take the critique and, and mm-hmm. be better. Be better. I got in amazing shape after that. I lost 65 pounds, you know?
0: Yep.
1: And, yeah. oh, and and then I was too small. Yep. Then I started losing bookings because I was too small. <laughs> I had a damn 12 pack of abdomen muscles and I was too small.
0: Too, too small. Too small.
1: Too small.
0: We we put up on, uh, on Twitter. I know you helped me out with it. Adam, you helped out as well. Try to get a little Q&A in here. So how many Ooh. questions did we actually have? Let me guess. Zero. We got, we got one.
1: Hell yeah. Let's take it.
0: <laughs> Who asked
2: it? Uh... A Amy Morgor? Oh, no one...
1: oh, she's a wonderful photographer from the Northeast. She would shoot uh, CZW shows. I met her a long time ago. She's fantastic.
2: And she asks, who had the best wrestling mullet?
1: Me, goddammit. And I cut it off for a job that I didn't even get until like almost a year later. I cut it off right before the pandemic. And I didn't have to.
2: It was such an adjustment to see you with short hair. I, I mean, was like, I was like, what? I'm not yeah, used to it, that.
1: It it had been a while, and you know what? My wife was happy. She was she was she was very very happy. I, I feel bad. My my wife is just beautiful. Ten out of ten. And she had to walk around with my ugly ass all the time. And I was like, all right, babe, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would love to grow it back, but now you know, what? too many motherfuckers have mullets. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I had a mullet in 2016. I remember I, I, I my first one was was like really cool, but it was really expensive to go to that guy and upkeep. So I started going to other places and it didn't have as much uh, pizzazz to it. It was a little more, I guess like, you know, typical mullet, but I mean, that was me, baby. Mullet and a shitty little mustache. That's that's humor, you know? I miss it. <laughs> I really, really miss it. Um, and I'm typically clean shaven all the time now, but uh, but, you know fun thing about yuma his face often is bleeding and disgusting so i actually haven't Mm. been able to shave because of a giant sore on my face uh it was crazy i i had like an ingrown hair and i was like well let me get rid of that no problem we all get those they go away i don't know what happened but i had like a pool of blood under my skin for like a week and then it Somehow scabbed up over the skin. Jesus. Let's just say, your boy's gross. Let's he, just, let's just you you turned
2: earlier, and I saw that, and I was like, "What the
1: fuck happened?" Yeah, I got some crazy shit going on over here. Uh, in fact, it's oh, it's bleeding right now. Um, I'm not even kidding. There's blood like all over my fingers now. Uh, so I thought you
0: had some like some really thin like riffraff.
1: Oh no, that, that's that's <laughs> blood. That's blood, damn. That's not a that's not a pencil line. Uh, <laughs> I'm bleeding on the during the podcast. Jesus
0: somehow. Christ! So yeah.
1: So normally I'm short. Now I'm short hair, clean shaven, a professional man. You know, whatever. Uh, I, I I miss my hair. That's for sure. I miss my mullet. I had the best mullet. It was thin. It was gross. There was a big bald spot in the back, and it was mine. Damn it.
0: Mine. Well, there you go. Was it? Was there any other questions, Adam?
2: Uh, there was a question on Instagram, but it was I think more for you. But I can ask it if you'd like.
1: Let's hear sure. it.
2: All right, let me pull it up real quick. Uh question for Duke. What's the strangest thing you've collected and or your favorite thing you've collected? Oh, well, that can go
1: for both of us for sure. You yeah. go first, dude. Yeah.
0: Um, collected. Uh well, I guess well, more so now it's the, the trading cards, but I, I collected a lot of action figures growing up. Do All the that,
1: are you saying that's strange? Are you saying that I am strange for my bajillion action figures? <laughs> uh,
0: no, no, not at all. I, I, but I'm even trying to think now. Like, what, what, what's a strange thing that I collect? I, I, I don't even know. Uh, maybe, um, no, that's not really coffee mugs. I, I collect a lot of coffee mugs. Hmm,
1: that's is that simple, strange? Though. No, I don't know. It's no. weird. Like, what could we collect that could be considered strange?
2: Like um, do you drink do you like, drink coffee yeah okay Could that'd be weird if you collected <laughs> mugs and didn't drink coffee that would be weird
1: you know it's funny i don't drink coffee and i don't use a mug ever yet people get me mugs all the time and my wife loves making fun of it saying like oh this would be perfect for your mug collection <laughs> knowing damn well i don't ever use a mug but i've got like probably like 25 in there that are like neat star wars ones or cool disney ones or something i don't okay. even touch them I can't do hot drinks. I got a baby mouth. I can't do it. Remember I tried coffee for the first time? You, you,
0: you
1: That shit you had me do wired. It yeah, you, had me you, wired and I just you like I can't do it.
0: You could have ran home from Vegas and beat us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's how wound up you were.
1: That shit worked. It worked, but it was nasty. I don't think I collect <laughs> anything weird. No. Uh, I mean, I've got... No, because like anything I can think of someone who collects a lot of stuff. Like, so like with my Star Wars collection, you know, I I mean, like I have a lot of Jar Jar Binks, like that might be weird. Like, cause most people don't fucking like him. Um, I've got a bunch of, I've got like every Viscera thing you could have, uh, except for the bone crunching action figure. I need that, but I want to open it. So, so I need to find one on the SummerSlam card with Undertaker. And it's, it's tough to find one at a good price. I don't know. I don't think I have anything weird in my collection. I've no. got some. I've got some like obscure stuff, but I wouldn't call it weird. Like I got some TV guides that probably should have gotten
0: thrown out. I don't. I don't know. I
1: don't know. My gear. Oh, I've never gotten rid of a single piece of gear. In,
0: oh, like, there you 14 go.
1: 14 years.
0: Yeah, not, I still not, have all mine.
1: Yeah, not a single. I'm too sentimental to sell that shit. I would love to make the yeah. money from the creeps, but I am just. I'm just yeah. too sentimental. I have every piece of gear, and I've got gear I've never worn because it didn't fit. I've gotten gear I've never worn because it was ugly. Like I remember, I got um, me and me and BHK got amazing gear made. It was the half and half silver and black that we got mm-hmm. made for PWG. It was supposed to look like Jericho's tights, but instead of fire, it was a wave, and instead of a, a lion skeleton, it's a it's a Loch Ness monster skeleton. And originally, I actually had a singlet top that matched that. It was a it was like a, a butcher style that I would pull the tights over uh, because I was in. I didn't like my body at the time but by the time the gear was actually done i got in better shape and i didn't need it so i have this gorgeous never been worn like taz singlet that's half black and half silver and the tights themselves the silver is dead it's as gray as your sweatshirt dan so it's like i could never wear that with those tights it would look like fuck it It would look like trash so i guess that's probably the weirdest thing i've never gotten rid of a single piece of gear ever there you go I'm i'm talking like Uh, I had a heritage title defense against uh, the hobo. It was a street fight and I wore uh, this one wrestler, Leo Nino. I wore his shirt cut off and it's got blood on it. I kept that. I uh, wrestled as Dan Severin once. I, I mean, I dressed like him and I cut up a gray shirt and it's just a gray shirt that I sweat on a bunch. And I kept that. Like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't get rid of anything.
0: That's good. Yeah. I don't think I've, I've, I've kept pretty much all my I even have um like match cards, like the little flyers that they would some promotions oh, yeah, yeah. would give out. Yeah, I would I, I still have, have all those too. Good. Yeah.
1: I have my original, my first match ever at New Wave Pro. I have the ticket, I have the poster, and I actually have the ten dollar bill I got paid. There you go. I uh I I I gave that's very important to me. It's the first money I ever made from my first match ever. And uh, I actually gave it to my wife as a, as a little gesture once. That's cool. Because it's so important to me. She gave me something really important to her, and I, and I gave her that. So we still have that. That's probably the weirdest thing, actually, is that $10 bill <laughs> that uh, Andy gave me. <laughs> Andy and Trevor handed me Andy a 10 <laughs> after they beat the shit out of me with their belts. And let me tell you about that match. No one's ever thrown worse drop kicks than I did that night. No one. No, Linda McMahon could throw a better dropkick than me. Uh, I'm, I'm not kidding. They were rotten. They were rotten. That match was trash. I sucked. Uh, And I got hit with a belt. It's funny. They were hitting me with the belt with the ref pulled or whatever, or the ref was bumped or something. I don't know why my match had so much nonsense in it. It was my first fucking match ever. Andy and Trevor were crazy dudes. And they hit me with the belt in the back, right? And he hit me like three or four times. And I was like, fuck this. This is stupid. So I turned over and I just looked straight up at him. I was like, I was like, I dare you to hit me in the front, bro. Like, I just looked at him like, he's not gonna hit me in the stomach. He's not gonna hit me in the face. And he was like, turn over, turn back over. And I went, no. And I just wouldn't let him hit me with the belt anymore. I just laid there, just staring right at him because I knew he wouldn't. I knew he wasn't gonna hit me in the freaking stomach. I think Andy would have, but I had Trevor hitting me. Andy was hitting Disney, he was killing Disney. Um, But I had Trevor, but I I really think Andy would have been like, all right, dude, fuck you and hit me in the stomach a whole bunch. (laughs) But but yeah, I uh, and I have that gear too, and that's the ugliest gear of all time. Uh, I'll have to dig it up and post pictures one day. It has, it's just, it's ugly. It's
2: and then ugly. they chopped, then they chopped the shit out of you on uh, right outside the downtown YMCA.
1: Mm-hmm. Before I realized how stupid that kind of bullshit is. Yeah. Tell you what, that initiation crap that that's something I don't agree with at all. I've I've long grown out of thinking that's acceptable or even important, you know, wrestling a match hurts enough. Why you got to stand still in the cold with no audience and get fucking hit after, makes no sense to me. I don't agree with it. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I dare someone to fucking try to chop me in the back. <laughs> there's no
0: need for that crap. <laughs> the things I need to do for this winter, or not this winter, this spring into the summer, man, there's a lot I want to do and, and, and get ready to get geared up for winter i bet man you know. i can't i can't
1: imagine you know i know you grew up there but to go from san diego back to back to that cold for more than just a little christmas trip you mm-hmm. know the bhk always goes home for for the holidays right. but you know he's there for two weeks
0: yeah so, you know it, maybe- it's it's been it's been rough man we i mean jesus christ so i think we had two two or three different occasions where we had over a foot of snow
1: damn
0: that's a lot that's a lot of snow
1: it's really weird where I live, man, because I'm telling you, it's either 108 degrees or it's 32, windy, and freezing rain. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, nothing like San Diego. I don't think I've ever no. seen weather in San Diego. I lived there man. for, you know, most of my life, and yeah. what coldest it got was like 50.
2: Yeah, that's about and it. I, and, even they... the
1: hot, and even then the hottest it got was like, I remember it didn't break 90 in my lifetime until 2006. I just moved back from from UPW, and I was like, why is it so hot? Like that was the first time I ever legitimately like started trying to learn about global warming. Because you know, you live San Diego your whole life, it was perfect every day. Every day, yep. Adam, you know it, even out, you know, it's it gets warmer in the inland areas and Eastlake yeah. was kind of was pretty far inland, so it would get warm, but damn. It was I remember I was in Rancho Del Rey at my girlfriend at the time's house and she had a thermometer and I was like, "Does that motherfucker say 90? 93?" Like, because we used to go to Arizona a lot as a kid, so, you know, it'd be hot as hell. It'd be 100, 110, whatever, but not San Diego. And then I move up here, and the first summer I lived here in Eastville, um, it was 117, like, three days in a row. And I was like, well, I guess I have an indoor kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, he's never going outside in this shit, and it sucks, man, because it's windy here. There's dust everywhere, but they finally got rid of all the dairies, so... There's no more cow shit smell. There you go. Seven. That was unbearable because it's worse when it's cold because that duty is yeah. wet. It's wet shit. When it's hot, you'd think it would stink worse. No, because you can smell the hot asphalt. You can smell other hot smells, but when it's cold, all you could smell is cold, wet cow shit. But it's gone. Instead, we got beautiful uh, industrial buildings. So <laughs> that's nice. Who knows? Maybe I'll put a big uh, performance center in one of them.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, Andrew, how can people get a hold of you on social media? What's your.
1: So unfortunately my social media has been private for a really freaking long time due to a uh, legal matter unrelated to anything. It's just, you know, it's just part of the, part of the deal. It was right. supposed to be wrapped up uh, at the end of February. So I was really excited to make my stuff all public again. And really there is no reason it's been done forever, but you know, they're, they're waiting for one last thing and it's legal legal matters are pretty, they take a long time and it's a bummer uh, because that really hurt my networking before the pandemic because it was Mm. before the pandemic. So it really hurt my networking and my promotional opportunities, but you can always send me a request. I still pretty much add anybody who requests me. Um, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Yuma Booma. Y U M A B O O M A um and that's that's pretty much my name anywhere so if you want to find uh find Yuma you just go to Yuma Booma on anything and uh you know I love to have fun on Twitter and I love Instagram that's probably my favorite I love to post my toys I love to post my family and some throwbacks to the glory days um so yeah those are the best places to reach me and you know I love interacting with other wrestling fans I love interacting with toy collectors and I love interacting with fast food fanatics so so get at me let's talk about food let's talk about toys let's talk about the damn world of pro wrestling
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. Obviously, this is part two of our show. Uh, Adam, next week, um, do we want to tell who our guest is going to be or should we keep it in suspense? Ooh, ooh. Should, I mean, you should probably tell because I don't even know. Oh,
1: yeah, you should. Don't you don't should, even know you know should promote. You should promote. Don't leave him with a cliffhanger. Don't leave him with a cliffhanger. Shh. Tell him who's
0: coming. on On next week's show, I have another good friend of mine, a former roommate of mine. Oh, my. Former writer booker of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Oh, it's the man. He's it? a re- he's he's a recording artist. hmm He's a card collector as well. That's right. So on next week's show, another good friend of mine, Mr. Angelo Trinidad's coming on the show.
1: And and for the uninitiated, Angelo Trinidad was the is a was a longtime ring announcer for PWG. Mm-hmm on yep. top of being the head writer of championship wrestling from Hollywood like you said he's got pipes like an angel the man can sing um, yeah, you know he even uh, did so i think he even got to announce for WWE a he did so angelo's the man that's a really cool guest and he again he was on the road with us a lot so he's got some yep. stories too
0: so we're going to have a lot of
1: fans you better yeah team.
0: dude i'm excited for that one we're probably going to maybe break open some cards here on uh, uh, on the old podcast so everyone Ooh, can see what we get into um, yuma I miss you, buddy. I miss you, man. It's been way too long. I, I hope to get out there soon enough, and obviously, vice versa. You're always more than welcome. You and your family to come on out to good old Wilkes Barre.
1: Oh, looking forward to it. I've been I've been dying to see. You know, I've been dying to see Pennsylvania since since I met Kevin. You know, me, knowing you were from there too. I've, I've and I've been there. You know, I've wrestled. I think I've wrestled in Easton. I've wrestled in Philly. I got to wrestle mm-hmm. in the ECW Arena for ROH yep. once. You know, I've been to Pennsylvania, but I haven't been I haven't been to uh, to where you boys are from. So I I will definitely once the pandemic's all over and uh, wrestling starts up again, I hope to definitely be wrestling out your way and maybe even tie up yes. with you uh, one more time.
0: Yes, that would be well. And then hopefully you'll, you know, improve your win-loss record against God, me. God damn it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um,
1: <laughs> hey, thanks for having but, me on, man. It's, of course. It's quick. Really
0: fun. Quick. Um, Let's bury Devin real quick.
1: Oh, go ahead, uh, Adam. Adam, something about Devin. Devin sucks. Devin, su- I heard.
2: Yeah, Devin sucks. That's the word he on the. Loves raising canes and it's terrible. Oh, well, what, else? Man, what else? What
0: else? What else
2: we got? We got so
0: five fucking hate you, you, ooh, you motherfucker.
1: I'm gonna eat. Uh, I'm gonna eat some raising canes and send you a picture. Uh, Please don't. And then I'll,
0: uh,
1: and then I'll text Devin, but I'll make up for it by texting Devin and telling him that he sucks.
0: There you go, <laughs> Yuma. Thanks for coming on again. I appreciate it, Adam. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Tell this. Thank Vis. you, Adam. He Thank hasn't. You, Adam, this this hasn't moved all all night. Oh, he's protecting. I'm worried. Me. Okay, good. You're safe in my uh, arms, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, I love you, buddy.
1: Love you too, man. We'll
0: talk. We'll talk again soon. Sounds good. And that is the last word.